0: This is Ronnie,
1: and this is Lindsay,
0: and you're listening to Five Cats Two Pussies. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a really cool episode for you. We're going to talk a little bit about darkness today.
1: Yeah, the solstice is coming up. Yeah, so weekend.
0: we we want to talk about that and how we celebrate it, and we also have a fresh herb for you. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about hyssop which is a special plant uh, and has lots of great uses. So hang with us for a few minutes if you want to know more about either uh, winter solstice stuff or hyssop. In the meantime, I'm going to light our fresh candles for today. If you've been following along, we have lit ritual candles every episode, and we've wrapped up our fall uh, candle last episode and we're kind of on the in-between so I'm saving our our winter ritual candle for next episode this time I have a special uh, a special blend I have a black candle a black beeswax candle and a gold beeswax candle and I felt it was fitting to light a black candle for our darkness episode
1: yeah I think that's a great idea you have it set up um with a bunch of cool little altar stuff too we have um A chicken foot. I think it's a chicken foot.
0: It is. It's a taxidermy's chicken's foot, which um, you can hang above your doorway for good luck.
1: Ooh. I like that. What else do we have around it? Those look like shells, maybe?
0: They are bison teeth. Ooh.
1: I love teeth. Teeth are so weird. I, um... I have saved some of my wisdom teeth that rotted out of my head. They're pretty disgusting, but I bet that I can use them for something.
0: (laughs) We will have to have a future teeth episode because my dad saved my baby teeth to make jewelry for my mom. That's
1: crazy.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, ritual candles are lit. Uh, So now I feel like we're fully settled in. And leads me to ask, Lindsay, how are the kitties?
1: The kitties are good. Um, Mr. Pissed on my bed the other day. Oh, yeah. that's not cool. Uh, he does it once in a while. He's not a big fan of the litter box because if there's even like the remote scent of a distant turd, he will not go anywhere near it.
0: Oh, man. Kenway sort of does that, except he's drawn to the distant scent of someone else's turd in the litter box and feels the need to go clean it for them. And he'll scratch the like inside of the litter box for hours if we let, like let him. Oh, my God. It's really annoying. That
1: is really (laughs) annoying. Mister is usually pretty... Like, he likes going in the bathroom sink, which also isn't ideal, but it's better than my bed.
0: Yeah, that's uh, both of those are strange options. I find the sink a stranger option than the bed because the bed you can like it's soft, it's cozy. You can he's covering yours and he's like he's mad at you because I certainly have cats in the past that are either marking their territory, trying to tell you that they're uncomfortable or angry in some way. They will pee on other parts of the house.
1: Yeah, the um, the bed he does um, I'd say like once every few months at the most. Sometimes you know maybe like once a year, and it's usually on a day where I haven't paid him enough attention. I haven't given him enough head scratches. I haven't been around all day because I've been working all day, usually for one of those reasons. So what I'm going to try for a solution to this problem, because he's not a fan of the litter box and he does like the bathroom sink, there's a contraption called the litter robot, um, which is like, it's like, the self-cleaning litter box from your dreams, your wildest dreams.
0: So you mentioned this uh, (laughs) and and I looked it up and it's weird. Uh, (laughs) Explain how it works.
1: Uh, Briefly. So I'm not entirely certain how it works, but from what I gather, it looks like it looks huge. Like I don't even know where I would put it, but it's this giant thing that has sort of like an egg shaped It's like a sphere thing, yeah, where they can crawl into the front and do their business. And then there's some sort of timer where you can set it between like, I don't know, three minutes or seven minutes or 15 minutes for it to self-clean. And what I think happens is... it. The inside will rotate, and it'll, like, tuck the litter away somewhere while, while filtering out any yeah. anything that's clumped.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I saw as well. There's a, a neat little video on it. I'm curious, like, do you think he'll use it? Because Django would take one look at that thing and never pee again.
1: I don't know. I don't know. But I think that if it doesn't smell like pee or poop in there, that he
0: probably will. Cool. And so it just tucks it away in a little drawer or something you can like yeah. just dump it later.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh one of the versions has some like uh app that connects to your phone that will like ping your phone and tell you when the the little like drawer is full. Oh.
0: Yeah. That's convenient. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I can't wait if you get one of these to find out like how it actually works. (laughs) Take a little video of it working because the idea of like, I'm not a robot in my house person. I'm not a, I'm not a Google home or Alexa person. I'm not a Roomba person. I, I grew up with a turn the knob to change the channel TV and I've, I've upgraded from that to a remote. I don't even do like a voice remote. I, I will push a button. (laughs) I don't want robots listening to me and the idea of a robot in my bathroom, I don't know helping my cat's poop weirds me out
1: dude I hear you I bought I bought an Alexa on Prime Day this year because it was twelve dollars and I was like oh this is cool it'll be like a little speaker that I can use outside but I'm freaked out about it listening to me so I have it on mute (laughs) yeah
0: I would be weirded out too um awesome well i can't wait uh i'm sure we're all very curious to see one if mr likes a new litter box two if it actually works and three when's the next time he pees on your bed Uh, let's hope never again (laughs) Um, we will be back in a gif um, to talk a little bit with you about dark magic and darkness and the winter solstice um If you're looking for a way to get a hold of us to tell us about your kitty litter needs and experiences, you can always drop us a line on our email, which is 5c2ppod at gmail. Or you can reach us a direct message on Instagram at 5c2ppod on the old gram. We will read your messages and we will respond. Maybe we'll even give you a shout out on the air. Totally. Back in a second, witches. This week is kind of special uh, in that it is both the full moon and winter solstice, and I'm kind of excited about it.
1: I'm excited about it too.
0: Now, I know that we've um, chatted in the past a little bit about um, full moon stuff and, and ritual stuff, you and I, not yet on the air, and I definitely want to have like a whole discussion around full moon versus new moon, but with the full moon of December and the... Uh, and the solstice in the same week. I'm kind of curious, is there anything special that you're doing this week to, to celebrate either one of those, those combined? Is this like a special thing for you? I know I I have, I guess some personal feelings towards it, but I'm guessing, I'm curious what your inclination is. So
1: I, I don't really have anything planned. A lot of the times for the full moon, I like to make moon water. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. I'll stick a bowl of water out underneath the moon overnight. And, uh, Sometimes I'll put like a crystal in there to charge it. Um, depending on the season, I'll put like a flower, you know, if it's spring or summer or um, in the winter, I don't know, maybe like a pine cone or something. Oh, that's really cool. Um, this week uh, or this full moon for December, I'm not sure that I'll do any of that because I'm I'm going to be working like right. all night. So um, I don't know that I'll, I suppose if I prepare it ahead of time, when I get home, I can put something out. Cool. um but other than that not really
0: yeah it's that's totally fair i know that um i i kind of pick and choose my full moons I uh, I feel more inclined to some than others, and I've been kind of following along this year for the first time and learning all their special names. So the December full moon is the long night's moon, for obvious solstice reasons, and uh, also the cold moon.
1: I was going to say, I've seen it called the cold moon. Yeah, before. and
0: I really like winter, and I think this is something that I've just sort of come to accept, uh, that I like everything Everything that winter sort of entails. I like, I like the cold. I much prefer cold to hot. I think when I look even at my altar setup um, for the seasons, summer is the only one I didn't do. So <laughs> I was very particular with my spring altar. I set up my fall altar. I have big plans for my winter altar, but I, uh, I skipped summer altogether.
1: <laughs> I think that winter is probably my most disliked season, personally. Oh. Yeah. I just, I don't like cold. I don't like being cold. that's fair. I'm, you know, I have, I'm like skin and bones, always (laughs) freezing. My electric bill goes way up. Yeah,
0: that's, (laughs) I mean, that's fair. But I like the, um, I like the starkness of it. I like the contrast. I like the crispness. It feels clean. And I always felt like it felt like everything was being renewed and going to sleep and you feel like i like i guess maybe it's like i like that idea of like sleeping and preparing and i like this sort of scandinavian idea of i think it's called haig uh, where the art of being cozy right and i like all the rituals that are small rituals that i think we all go through whether you practice rich uh witchcraft or not of you know, cleaning your home, preparing it, packing like summer things away, burning more candles, wearing fuzzy socks. Like, you know, we watch more movies in the winter kind of thing. Like it's just, you know, it's that, that coziness. And I like the idea that it's uh, cozy, not just for the sake of, you know, it's cold and messy outside, but rejuvenation of your own personal energy and you know thinking about what's important to you and being comfortable in your own home and your own space mm-hmm. and recharging your energy for the year to come.
1: I hear the being comfortable in your own home thing. Um I do like cleaning my apartment, like giving it a really good deep clean in the winter. I am not a fan of cleaning. I don't do it very often. Nobody's a fan of cleaning. But when I do, I clean everything like I'm talking scrubbing baseboards and that sort of thing like washing walls with a magic eraser like doing everything it takes a long time because I'm usually I have to be high when I do it like I have to smoke some weed otherwise I cannot concentrate on it
0: That's fair. I I like that. Like, that's a whole ritual in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally.
1: But it takes a long time because I am high. And because I'm, like, super ADD, like, my head won't stop, I'll just, like, stand there and stare at something for 10 minutes and think about cleaning that, but also think about cleaning that and that and that before I actually clean something.
0: I love it. it. (laughs) Yeah, I... I guess I have I have solitary cleaning rituals I, I prefer to clean by myself it's a very sort of like meditative um, self-cleansing idea of you know I concentrate on one thing and the same idea of like I'm in my headspace when I'm scrubbing the bathroom or vacuuming the floor or whatever it might yeah, be but.
1: that's fair. I like, I prefer cleaning by myself too. I always like the help, like when, when Brian's home, if we have a day off together and he's helping me clean, I like, I like the help. It's nice, but he doesn't clean well enough. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah.
1: He'll clean like the surface of everything and it's good enough for, you know, whenever. But if I want it really deep cleaned, I have to do it myself.
0: I, I'm going to use that sentiment for a hot second here. The idea of like deep cleaning for yourself in combination with like winter and, and the idea of hibernation. I don't know. There's something about that that I just like all together where it's like all of those things are like deeply personal for yourself, uh, to be in your like comfortable in your own space. And I like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it only lasts for a few days because there's three pets in the house, and their fur just like <laughs> sprays off of their bodies as soon as everything is clean. So it lasts, you know, a few days, but <laughs> it's fine.
0: <laughs> so we may do some cleaning. We may set out some moon water. I'm going to try and set out some snow melt for moon water for the first time Ooh, ever. That's a really great idea. Yeah, we're here in. Uh, in Somerville, Massachusetts, and we have some snow on the ground. So I'm going to try and get some clean snow for a little snow water and uh, use that for future rituals and that sort of thing. Uh, I know that there's a lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but there are some activities going around um, the area for the actual solstice, which is this time uh, for the winter solstice the longest night of the year and so it's a great excuse to have longest night of the year parties uh, and and sort of get together and celebrate that and I wanted to kind of sit in that space for a moment with the idea of like the longest night of the year headed into the winter months which are considered by a lot of people to be like sort of bleak and dark we we Mm -hmm. set our time's back and you know now it's dark here at like three thirty in the afternoon yeah. it's dark when I get up and it's dark when I get off work kind of thing and you know that affects a lot of people and as as wonderful and cozy and celebratory as this particular season can be right now it's also like often a really hard time for a lot of people and it is associated a lot with with darkness and with solitude and and i wanted to just sort of sit in that space for a moment. Yeah. I like it. It's a good space.
1: I wasn't sure if we were doing a moment of silence there or, or <laughs> what. It kind of felt like it, but no, it's good. No, i and i hear you. It's um it's a it's a depressing time of year for a lot of people, i think, myself included. I get really tired.
0: Do you feel like you're affected by the the time change?
1: Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Absolutely. I'm always tired. I don't want to do anything. Or, you know, but I do have those days where because it is dark, I'm totally a night person. Totally a night person. So the longer it's dark, the longer I'm willing to be out in the world, too. Oh,
0: interesting. I'm a, I would say if there's a mid afternoon person, (laughs) I'm that person. (laughs) I I don't have the fortitude to stay up super late and I don't like getting out of bed. So I'm a like 10 to (laughs) four, but I don't, um, I don't find myself often affected by seasonal affective disorder. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Um, but but uh, maybe that goes sort of hand in hand with my sort of joy of winter, and uh, I I find it interesting thinking about darkness because I've always kind of been drawn to dark things in general I like gothic art I like sad music I like haunted music I like I like being the idea of like being alone in a cabin in the woods doesn't like terrify me it just sounds so peaceful kind of thing I like graveyards like I like I like that sort of like heavy dark sorrowful feeling in a lot of things and I think that that's something that a lot of people enjoy, and a lot of people feel, but it's often sort of associated with, like, you must be goth to like those things, or if you are goth, you like those things, and somebody who, like, also likes to wear hot pink can't, like, it it doesn't go hand in hand with each other, and so I'm kind of curious, you know, witches out there, you know, do you, do you identify with the, like, the darkness that you, that you feel, the darkness that you see around you, do you find beauty in it, Um, you always drop us a line, but... I can't be alone in enjoying the darkness, and I no, want to just definitely sort of sit in it. a lot. And, and and so I was also thinking about an article I read recently. There's a, a tea maker that has a newsletter that I really enjoy, and uh, I will give them a shout out on our Instagram because I can't remember their handle right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there was an article that was about. The celebrating the darkness and not just the light. I think there's a trend right now in the sort of newfound popularity of witchcraft and magic and uh, finding your own power to celebrate the light and the joy and the idea that like light magic is good and black magic is bad. And I don't think that's true.
1: I mean, I don't think that it's necessarily true. I think black magic does have a stigma, but I also think that a lot of black magic is used
0: against other people. That's fair, but you could use what's considered a light magic spell against somebody without their will or with the wrong intentions. Sure. And it's still like, that makes it worse. That makes it more evil than... You know, casting a black magic spell, right?
1: Well, I think like in the instance we were talking earlier a little bit about uh, love spells,
0: right? Um, yeah, great which
1: example. are I think largely considered white magic, but if you if you think about it a little bit more, then you know you're 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 casting something on somebody against their will for something that might not specifically benefit them. So, yeah, in itself, that is black magic
0: yeah I, I i agree with that and i think that some of this comes from like popular popular media, popular mythology, I guess, in the idea of, like, the dark arts. Right. It's like, Slytherin isn't actually an evil household. Push my nerd glasses up. Um, they, like, you know, they, but they are portrayed in Harry Potter as a as sort of, like, this, like, dark evil magic kind right. of thing. And that's they not get a bad rap because like, somebody was a dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, 100%. <laughs> and so, you know, I think that, like, there's also, you know, a difference. Things like hexing are would be considered. That are black magic right and you can hex anything uh, and so you know you can you could hex an individual and that would be an evil use of black magic mm-hmm. or you could hex something like uh, a very popular thing to see around is uh, slogans like hex the patriarchy or right. hex white supremacy right. that sort of thing, and you can cast a spell towards those types of things, same thing with like a banishment spell you can cast a banishment spell. That has all of the best, uh-huh. in, very nice, all of the best intentions. A banishment spell against an evil spirit in your household, or a banishment spell against, uh, you know, against an addiction or an affliction or something that you're holding onto in your life that is weighing you down and not serving your purpose like a release spell is considered black magic
1: it seems like in those examples that you just gave it's more of a gray area though like because you know for like a banishment spell for an entity in your apartment it's yes against something else but it's not against another living being um and it's not it might be against their will sure um, but it's something that's already causing you harm.
0: Fair. What about something like Calling Forth the Dead?
1: I think that's a bad idea
0: to begin <laughs> with. Fair, anyway, it, I I, I but it's not I bad would, for everyone.
1: Right. I suppose I would consider that in the wheelhouse of... I would probably lean more towards black, but I think that it could it could be categorized as gray.
0: I don't know a lot about possibly magic, so I want to... I I I would categorize it as black, and I would just, I, with the caveat of, I think not, not all black magic is bad, just like not all white magic is good.
1: Well, I also think that in any in anybody, there's a balance of darkness and light within them. So
0: I agree, I totally agree, and it's not, it's not about what it is; it's about how you use it.
1: Yeah, not everybody is wholly good,
0: and not everybody is wholly bad. And, there's a little bit of it in all of us. Yeah. And there's there's beauty to each and there's a purpose for each mm-hmm. and you can't have one without the other. Exactly. They're both really, really important. I One of the things that I learned in looking at the winter solstice this year is is the fact that the winter solstice is not actually a celebration of darkness. It is calling forth the sun in celebration of the sun.
1: I, for one, am looking forward (laughs) to the return of the sun. And so
0: even though it's the darkest season, actually fall is the darkest season because it is getting darker every day and everything is dying. Whereas right now, everything is just in hibernation. It's storing its energy. It's waiting for the sun's return. And every day, the sun comes out and hangs out just a little longer.
1: Just a little.
0: So I think that's really nice. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the winter and to setting fresh intentions as we hit the new year and reflecting and you know, thinking about like what's important to me and what are the things that I want to, like, when the sun returns kind of thing, what do I want to grow and bask in?
1: I'm actually, I have plans to do this this winter as the sun is returning and the days are becoming longer. Um, and as there's more and more snow on the ground, I'm looking forward to going and visiting some of the cemeteries we have here.
0: Oh, I, I can't wait. I think that that sounds wonderful. Uh, and I, I think we'll take our little tape recorder with us and yes. we'll tell you about it in future episodes. Yeah. Uh, well. I want to take a little break and Mm. sip my cider, totally. And then we're gonna come back and tell you about hyssop.
1: I'm so excited to learn about hyssop. First time hearing about it.
0: This is the first time I knew had it in my garden, (laughs) (laughs) and I'll tell you more about that in a second.
1: (laughs) See you soon, witches.
0: Welcome back. And we are ready to talk about hyssop.
1: I am so psyched <laughs> to learn about hyssop.
0: I This is grown from my garden and dried. And it was the one... Uh, so I, I caught a whole bunch of plants and dried them all together in a one-string bundle kind of thing. And it is the one when I went to strip it, uh, I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it has purple flowers. <laughs> and I couldn't remember. I had to go back through my like little seed journal and look at what I had planted and then compare the things that came up to like the pictures of those plants. Cause I certainly planted things like borage. I planted a whole bunch of borage and none of it lived. I planted a whole bunch of chamomile and None of it lived, but my hyssop took off and I have a, ton a shit ton of hyssop in my herb garden
1: whoa so you did actually plant this and this wasn't one of the like wild witch garden no herbs. this
0: i grew from seed this year
1: nice very nice yeah. it's super cool when you know exactly what it is <laughs> <laughs> or at least like have an idea um cool dude so i'm, I'm super psyched to learn about you know what it does, what it's, what people have used it for. Um, but I'm also psyched to learn. Um, you know, can you smoke can it, it? Smoke
0: it. it can
1: smoke it, it, smoke, you smoke it.
0: it. Yes, you can. Yes. Dude. <laughs> 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 Uh, I was psyched to learn you could too because I truly didn't know. I mean, I think that goes hand in hand with not knowing what the hell is in my garden. But uh, yeah, you can. Uh, and we have a sweet, sweet uh, Yule gift from Engineer Dan. It is a telescopic alligator clip. Oh my god, it's, <laughs> it's amazing! Ever. It's the best. We're gonna have to name it. Uh, yeah. If you want to help us name our alligator clip, uh, you can drop us a line at Five C Two P Pod on Instagram or Gmail. And help us name our clip.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll probably show you guys a picture. Of oh, it.
0: definitely going to show you a picture of yeah. it. So while you like that, I want to tell you a little bit about hyssop. Okay. Uh, so this should taste minty. I'm curious to see um, what it does actually taste like. And I'm going to sort of preface with this is pretty dry. This is probably a little over dried for ideal smoking situations. But um, hyssop is one of the uh, oldest. Uh, medis, uh, medicinal herbs uh, that has been recorded. So Whoa. it is a biblical herb. Uh, things like purge me with hyssop and I will be clean are is written in the Bible, which depending on which version you have, could have been written 2000 years ago and uh, could have been written, you know, uh, a couple hundred years ago. But either way, um, it is considered a holy herb and it's used for consecrating Uh, consecrated cleaning for holy places. The name hyssop comes from a Hebrew word which means holy herb. Uh, And then it can grow pretty tall. One to two feet tall. uh, And it has uh, long skinny leaves and and purple blossoms which is how I figured out what the fuck it was. (laughs) (laughs) How does it taste? Um,
1: I haven't really gotten a good... It's, it's, it's giving me a little trouble. Ooh, oh. I totally feel something though. Oh, that was interesting. Like immediate.
0: The medicinal qualities are pretty long, but the thing, the two things I found super interesting, uh, in particular were, uh, it used to be hung in homes, uh, to provide protection from the evil eye and from witches, Ooh. so it is a truly a biblical herb. Uh, and they, I, I would hazard to guess that they took something from pagan. Uh, traditions and appropriated it for their own uses and were like we'll hang it not for protection from evil but for protection from you because we consider you evil that's my own interpretation i've done no research on that <laughs> uh, and it is also frequently planted on graves as protection for the dead from the living
1: no kidding yeah
0: <laughs> which is really cool so that is really cool I'd love, my my ideal uh, situation, um, since we're talking about darkness today, is to be cremated and and planted. So plant, oh, yeah. me, plant me with some hyssop.
1: Oh, I love that. That's great. So, I love
0: passing this stick around. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this it's, is amazing. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> it's amazing.
0: So tell me about the taste and what you're so, feeling. You said you felt something. Well, yeah, it's, um,
1: I mean, it's it's sort of along the lines of mugwort mullein where you just kind of feel chill. You know, but it it hit me like right away. As soon as I got that thing lit and took the first draw off of it, it was like whoa! I feel super chill now. Um, the flavor, I didn't find it particularly minty.
0: I find it mildly minty, in the same way that I sort of thought sage was eucalyptusy.
1: Yeah, but this tastes like.
0: This tastes more, uh, I'm getting more of a burnt taste from this one. That could be because the herb is very dry. And if you're smoking herbs, they shouldn't be 100% dry. And this definitely was.
1: Yeah, that could be. That could be why, for sure. Um, it, the, the flavor to me is a little bit reminiscent of the mugwort. Not as strong in flavor. It's That's actually fair. very mild in flavor.
0: Yeah, it's it's not bad. It smokes nicely. It's, yeah. it's a, It smokes a little bit drier, a little bit harsher. Passing the stick around is so fun, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it also has a bunch of like interesting medicinal purposes. Kind of like mugwort, where there was this huge list of things that it could be used for. Which makes sense because over time, people are going to like use it, and it works for them. And then maybe like it's passed along to somebody else. Be like. I took this as a digestive aid and then that person's like, liver has something to do with digestion. I'll pass it along like for liver things. So this one, much like mugwort, traditional uses in terms of teas and oils, um, digestive aids and liver problems, gallbladder disease, gas and intestinal pain and colic, coughs and colds, sore throats, asthma, Urinary tract infections, poor circulation, menstrual cycles. So again, this is one of those herbs like mugwort. If you are pregnant uh, or could be pregnant, don't smoke or use hyssop. It could cause, uh, in large enough doses, it can cause cramps and contractions. Um, If you put it in a bathtub, if you like bathe in dried hyssop or hyssop like um, branches, Mm -hmm. it causes sweating
1: weird so it's like a sauna in your tub
0: i guess yeah if you wanted to like <laughs> sweat out your cold is am i the only one that wants to like if i get a cold i want to just like sweat it out uh, yeah I yeah okay well i i would i'm gonna hiss up, <laughs> up my bath next time uh, and you can use it topically for burns and bruises and frostbites so i don't know how it helps frostbite but i also wanted to mention this was neat um in 2014 there were uh there were Researchers uh, that found evidence that herbs in the oh well, here comes my word of the day that uh-oh, I can't say. <laughs> family, um family, which, which includes hyssop, could be able to destroy cancer cells. No kidding. No, we still have cancer, so I'm guessing that wasn't conclusive. We still have cancer. Or they haven't
1: figured out how to make enough money off of it.
0: That's fair enough. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, there is a a study in India that suggests that hyssop could be one of the more potent anti-cancer herbs, um, and it killed uh, 82% of breast cancer cells in a laboratory study. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So I know, like, I have read other... uh, similar type things that it is a herb that can be uh, prescribed to those you know who are also you know on chemo or that sort of thing but
1: are your are your lips feeling a little numb a little like (laughs) and
0: and no not are you noticing that i am mispronouncing things i don't feel (laughs) so i'm going to say right now uh if that is the way your lips are feeling don't smoke anymore Oh, okay. Uh, that like so. that can be a sign of... This is my, again, more medical internet research. But that can be a sign of... Um, same as like if you eat shrimp and your lips get tingly, don't eat anymore.
1: Oh, no. So,
0: so it can mm-hmm. be just like a, a slight reaction to it. Uh, great time to say, you know, we are not doctors <laughs> or professionals. We take it upon ourselves to smoke and try new herbs with minimal amounts of internet research. So... Uh, Take, try it at your own risk
1: yeah i think i'll be okay
0: <laughs> my lips feel fine so i'm sorry, I'm sorry you know to you guys. i wasn't
1: even noticing it until engineer dan was like he like stuck out his lip and was like Ooh. <laughs> 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 and i was like oh dude you're totally right
0: yeah oh, weird i also don't feel the like i don't i don't know i don't feel much from this
1: I think you're getting a tolerance, dude. I think you're like growing <laughs> I smoke a, a fair amount of mugwort now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Does anybody anybody want any more of this? No, dude. I'm I think good. you guys are all set. <laughs> well, uh, this is this has been you know a fun reminder that trying uh, trying random medicinal plants at home can have interesting side effects. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, hyssop is truly a really wonderful and cool plant. It's very pretty. Uh, It has these uh, little, cute little clusters of purple flowers. And it's also a companion plant. So, this is something for those green witches out there, or gardener uh, aficionados in general. Uh, companion plants are plants that you plant together in a garden mm-hmm. that help support each other. So it's that sort of oh. like, I think it's like beans, corn and peas kind of thing, or like they're oh. like, it's that same sort of idea where if you plant them together, they support each other in some way. So, um, hyssop in particular is a companion plant that helps cabbage, cauliflower and grapes. Um, particularly helpful to grapes as it helps stimulate their growth um it is also uh, a stimulant for radishes.
1: Ooh, I love radishes. <laughs> I uh
0: I definitely planted all those things this year, though I did not um plant them next to my hyssop because I didn't know what my hyssop was.
1: Would it have mattered anyway? Like didn't the rabbits eat all of oh, those Oh yeah, the rabbits things? got my whole damn garden. <laughs> 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 we
0: have the wonder well, a wonderful ecosystem here <laughs> at our house slash studio, but <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so a little holy herb for uh, our sol- solstice week. I love it. And thank, I love it. Thank you so much, Engineer Dan, for our new alligator clip. Yeah, thank you so much. It is
1: the uh, the best companion to our Can You Smoke It segment, I think, ever. Very
0: thoughtful. And if you would like to help us name this, because I like naming things. Yes,
1: it it, it definitely needs a name.
0: Help us out. We don't want to name this. We want you, to, the listeners, to name this. So drop us a line at 5 c 2 pod at Gmail or send us a message on Instagram, 5C2PPod on Instagram. Yeah. Before we let you witches go for the day, I wanted to give a quick shout out. We had a little listener message um, from Kate the Green Witch. Uh, sent us an article that uh, she found after listening to episode four, Sage, where we talked about our Plantasia album and music for your plants.
1: Sweet. Thanks, Kate.
0: Uh, She sent us an article that suggests a research study found that um, unhappy plants, so plants that are like too dry, sick, or otherwise dying, Mm. submit an ultrasonic sound that sounds like screaming. That is
1: terrible. Yeah, that's
0: awful. So, so
1: basically th- I can never try to grow another plant again. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. You really shouldn't.
0: <laughs> Fuck, man. I want to try and link that uh, article to our Instagram so all of you can check it out. But thanks so much, Kate. We we super appreciate the support and your message. Yay, Kate. Thank you. Uh, we also wanted to give a quick uh, sort of a, a little bit of a PSA um, because this episode is about darkness and... Uh, we know that this is, in general, a really hard time for a lot of folks um, this year, and in general, it is it is darker, it is uh, a hard time if you're dealing with family issues, relationship issues, maybe you've lost a loved one or a friend uh, around this time or in this year, and so it's not always a joyous and celebratory time of year for everyone. And we want to let you know that if you are feeling this way, um, there are people that are there for you, uh, there are folks here in the u s that are available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week who want to hear from you. They want you to call, they want to talk to you, and they want to help you through it and let you know you 're not alone and you don 't have to handle this alone so if you 're feeling particularly blue if you are ham uh, if you are uh, going through depression anxiety. Uh, or addiction issues, um, general mental health issues, give them a call and talk to them. It's 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-HELP. They are waiting to talk just to you.
1: The world will not be a better place without you.
0: Likewise, if, uh, if you know anyone in your social circle that could use a little oomph, reach out to them. Be kind. Reach out. Say that you appreciate them. And, uh, and let them know that you care.
1: I care about you, Ronnie.
0: I care about you too, Lindsay. <laughs> so enjoy your winter solstice and we'll talk to you again next week. Till then, be kind, no Nazis, no pervs.
1: Totally none of them.